Hello there, it's only your in your kid, the parenting podcast from the Irish Man Abroad Podcast Network. And coming up on the show today, we hear from one parent whose toilet training hasn't quite completed when they wanted it to complete. We hear from a father who's a little bit worried about his son's desire to play sport. Oh my God, we've all been there. And what was the other one, Tina? Well, we hear, oh, there's a tricky one about, like, a teenager's called having sex. What? Yeah. Um, How did I forget this one? Because I don't know if the sports one is in, and grandparent favoritism. Maybe we're talking about the sports favorite. one in Patreon. Oh, okay, yeah. Head over to Patreon, of course, if you would like to hear the full extra cut of each episode. We are in season two of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, and there's so much more content over there for you to enjoy, but... This is our penultimate episode uh, before Christmas. We want to hear your Christmas nightmare stories so that we all feel a little more human about this very difficult challenge that you're heading into as a parent. How crazy it all gets. uh, How badly wrong has it gone for you? Let us know. We'll never reveal anyone's identity on this show. Your secrets are safe with us. But we've all had some kind of moment or can remember a moment Mm. from our own childhood where you're like, oh, my God, how did we get through that with the kids? Although I do want to say hello to Anne-Marie, who I bumped into in Dundrum yesterday and her two gorgeous children. Shout out Anne-Marie. Shout out Anne-Marie, a really good friend of my, one of my oldest and dearest friends, Nula. uh, Popped up and said hello to me in Dundrum and it brightened my whole morning because Jarlin and Mikey had gone off to zero latency to kill zombies. Kill zombies, yeah. And it dropped me off to Dundrum and I was so happy with myself and then nothing was open. Yeah. Uh, thank God for pennies. So it was really nice to bump into Anne-Marie. Thanks for saying hello. Uh, lads, when you guys come up and say hello to Tina, it is the funniest thing to me. It is absolutely hilarious. Right now I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> Her response is, stop what? Talking. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> response. No, Jarlin's talking about a woman at, Jar- at one of your shows recently who came up to say she she was a big fan of the podcast and I got so embarrassed. I was like, really? <laughs> like, well, I don't handle it well, but thank you. I, I do appreciate when people do that, but it was lovely to bump into Anne-Marie. I haven't seen her in ages. Your emails have been flying in to mm-hmm. honey, you're ruining our kid at gmail Tina's been dealing with them all. Of course, I don't have the expertise. She's the one with 20 years of experience in the field of child behavior, severe behavioral issues and early intervention uh, with specific focus on language. Um, I mean, a lot of what we're going to talk about today is about this looming deadline that we all give ourselves of, oh, i got to have it done by Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I always maintain that maturity is recognising that it's not going to get done by Christmas. And never mind Christmas, it's not going to get done by Friday. It's understanding that... It's all how you frame it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is the wider picture. But look, whether it's... Um, Getting your kids to stop cursing, getting your kids to stop gaming as much, getting your kids to use the toilet correctly and stay in their own beds. Mm. If you've set yourself the deadline of Christmas, that's what our first question is going to be about. But we had a wild enough uh, week, Uh, I think, as the most stressed out I've ever been. Yeah, you got in super stressed. In the last 10 years, out. probably. But I can understand that because Charlotte was on The Late Late Show on Friday night and it yeah, was which, so much fun. For people who fun. don't know what The Late Late is, if they're listening to this around the world, yeah, we do it's have a, a lot late of night talk show uh, in Ireland that goes out alive. Live, yeah. Why? <laughs> That's always my question. Like, 
why are you do this is the same as the deadline of Christmas when you could avoid that yeah why are they doing it live because Although, that's so always been done Jared I have to say when we were there and seeing it I thought it was magic that it was live Patrick Keelty mm. handles it very very well mm. there's no sense of panic about it being live with him mm. and I thought he puts everyone so much at ease that the minute you sat down in the chair you were completely relaxed, mm. whereas you had been the whole week going, oh, what's it going to be like? <laughs> yeah, well, you're mulling it over and tossing and turning in your head as to what could go wrong. And, you know, I didn't sleep. Yeah, and I guess what was before. really tricky was as well, we couldn't tell anyone. It was really tricky as well that I was on with Sonia Sullivan. <laughs> who's yeah, the whole time. So hard it. to be on with your best friend. Well, she's just the whole time taking the piss out of me. So yeah, I don't I do know what that. she's going to do when she's up there. Yeah, Eating like, Patrick. Even in, even in the rehearsal, <laughs> we, we were like, yes, yeah, Sonia, you remember that thing? And she goes, no. And I'm like, you said that to me. <laughs> but it's so funny because the researchers will ring you and they'll go through all the questions and everything. And they obviously did that with Sonia too. And then on the night, she just... Talk she just talked about whatever, <laughs> whatever came up in her head. But wasn't that brilliant? Oh, it was great fun. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for all the lovely yeah. messages around it. We then, as Tina said, went into the belly of the beast, which is Dundrum yeah. Town Centre. I mean, I didn't feel the panic descending, the Christmas panic descending. It felt very luxurious in that people weren't amped up in there it seemed I very relaxed can't i can't get myself to get excited about christmas this year there's just too much going on i have no presents bought and i'm like fuck it there is worse no one's stuff. getting any presents like honestly i can't bring yeah, myself to do it world, i'm yeah. like i'm looking at these videos of all these babies gorgeous yeah. babies and children having this awful existence mm-hmm. and i can't bring myself to wrap presents and put them under the tree i know i'm gonna have to get there because i'm a mom mm-hmm. and we have responsibilities at christmas sorry my braces yeah. are really but bad also, you know that's all the more reason to hold your kids tight yeah, people keep saying right. that, but I can't get my head there yet. Like mm. yesterday, twice in the morning, I just burst. Broke down, yeah. Because it's just so much. It's like, I just feel really let down by the people in power at the moment. Mm. Well, there's very little, it seems, being done. And very little, it seems, that can be done. But you yeah. can donate to UNICEF, which yeah. is what we recommend people do. We'll put the link in the info. It seems like the smartest move if you have yeah. a bit of spare cash. Uh, to head over to UNICEF and make a donation. But is the aid getting in? Uh, Look, we don't know. And all those people and UNICEF and the United Nations are risking their lives. Yeah, like, most I mean, of them are being killed. It's just, it just feels really hard to feel Christmassy at the moment because you just think, I, I can't just pretend this other stuff isn't going on, but, you know? You know, what we're talking about there is empathy, right? And... I always think that with you, Tina, and probably there's people that can relate to this, that you probably have people in your life who don't have massive amounts of empathy, who don't watch John Lewis ads and break down watching them. (laughs) I do tend to. And that you're the other end of that spectrum where it's like you take on other people's pain. Uh, Now, there'll be people rolling their eyes during this segment of the show going, look, you've got to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And whatever's happening in the world. And just yeah. because this one's on the table. Well, I can't bring myself like, to understand that. Well, I know those, there, there is a happy medium to be found. That yeah. Like you oh, can, look, I have to get there. You have to. I have to because I have responsibility. Sorry, I can't talk at all this morning. I have a responsibility as a mother 
to make it special for the kids, but um, the children, the children, the children but honestly, the books. Yeah, but it's so tough. It's very tough at the moment. I'm finding my head is very low, my heart. You know who? Mm-hmm. He, I mean, what do you do? What do you do for that? I mean, I think that uh, today's episode is about that sense of, oh, God, Christmas is so close. Mm. How can I get this done or how can I get to that place Mm. of it being special and happy for my kids? I guess it's getting to a place of gratefulness, gratitude uh, for what you have and where you are. Well, the whole idea of Honey, You're Your Kid has always been to make you feel less alone. And if you can identify with what Tina's feeling there, let us know or don't let us know. We just want you to know that we're all in this together. And we've got three absolute belters of questions. Thank you so much for submitting them. Let's get to it. Hey, Tina and Jar, absolutely love the show. Really quick email because I'm really concerned. We planned on having our child toilet trained in time for Christmas for all the visits, for all the craziness. And now it's not going to happen. Am I right to leave it until the new year or should we persevere, as you always say? I really need to know because this is causing quite a bit of friction and conflict in our household. And I just want to do what's right and least traumatic for our entire family. Keep up the great work. Anonymous. Now, Brief and to the point, but a question I think that affects loads of people, whether they're toilet training or not. Yeah. They've got plans that need yeah. done, need to be done by Christmas. Well, it's unfortunate, isn't it, that it hasn't worked out. And my number one thing when about to toilet train your child is you got to make sure you're all ready for what's about to happen. So mm. you can fully commit to it. Yeah. Because so a bit it of needs- time together with no... Yeah, it needs to be completely, you need to, what is it, prepare the environment and the circumstances so that the child has a chance to be successful in this. Now, it hasn't worked out and Christmas is on the way and you're probably going to have a million different trips and relations and stays in other people's houses. And look, you're looking at me and I never give this advice because I'm so strict about toilet training. But if it's causing this much stress an upsetment in the house, I would say you got to stop. Just stop it and come back to it in January when mm. things have calmed down and you're stuck in your house anyway because none of us have any money. So it's tough for you because to go you, <laughs> you, you haven't met the child. Like I no. get that. Yeah. This is the thing that I always feel worse for Tina because you know, your job is where mm. you go and meet the kid and you get to see and the observe people, them, yeah. observe what's going yeah. on. And you get to get, find out things like, well, did she throw out all the nappies? Mm. Have, uh, how has the training been going? Like how close or how far away are they? But I, I think based on what we've heard here, having not seen all of that. Yeah. Uh, this seems like the right call because, you know, December's nearly worse than the actual it's also a very cold time of year to toilet train your child. They're going to have wets and it's freezing and they're mm. going to be cold. I mean, I, we would always say spring or summer if you're going to do it. Mm. But like, I mean, you're right. Like if I was able to go to that person's house and observe that child for even an hour, I'd be able to say to the mom, based on their personality, keep going or mm. it's too early. They're not ready. Because 
they're all so individual and some of them are just messers, you know, yeah. and like it's so funny when you do take the time to sit down and watch a child, which is something I think is really beautiful about Montessori education and Montessori approach is that all the way from like zero to 18 years, Maria Montessori always said that the directress, who was what we call a teacher, needs to take at least an hour a week where she sits in her classroom and just watches all the kids because that's the only way you get to know them. And as parents, we forget to do it too. Sometimes just sit back and observe your child. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they getting up to in those moments where they're by themselves? You know, when they're thinking no one's watching. Because that's when you'll understand who they are mm-hmm. as a little person underneath. It's very hard, though, isn't it, to... To, to get that time. Find the time. Yeah. But then, you know, that's baby monitor that's yeah in that i was room. just thinking like how many amazing videos have you seen of kids you know climbing out of their cots or having it, chats or having chats and doing all this talking stuff to themselves and i think no one's watching i mean it is so special and so important really to mm. if you have the time but yeah you're right it's really tricky for me when i don't know the kid but i do think with christmas on the way she's already saying it's for i don't know if it's a dad or a mom but they're already saying it's really stressful it's causing a lot of angst in the house that's too much pressure on that kid mm. i mean they're already really stressed out about santa and you know how i feel about elf on the shelf but a lot of people have elves in their house now and i just think oh my god to me, like, I'm not judging well, it's abnormal. you. abnormal. As well, in, it's not the normal run of things. I get that we all, like, I was afraid of robins growing up because my mother had convinced me that the robins were coming <laughs> and reporting back to Santa. And I was like, fuck these birds. Rats. Like, so annoying. Flying rats. I really hated them. I was like, Yeah, out of here, robins spying on me. <laughs> yeah. Caught again. <laughs> but, like, but I feel all, like the elf a, brings a really stress into the house. Yes, and like, like I say, it's it's none of it is an actual replication of what the year is going to be like. Yeah. It's this bizarre little window it is. where inanimate objects are watching you. Yeah. And uh, parents are making fake phone calls. Fake to Santa. phone calls. God. It's so awful. And, I mean, uh, and some I mean, of the now, of whoever that. is listening in, if you've got Elf in your house, I'm not judging you for that. And you can't get rid of him because you brought him in. Now you're stuck with yeah. him. So if you have no Elf in your house, do not do it because that thing is a nightmare. But if you have it, there's nothing I can do to help you. <laughs> you made that decision. So what <coughs> I was saying at the top of the show was that a dead, a Christmas deadline, whether yeah. it's for your own weight loss or fitness or uh, money or oh, I know. It, like, I just think it's so counterproductive and so unfair on yourself and your family yeah. that, you know, I'm always like, big on New Year's resolutions beginning in December and preparing the soil and how you can go, right, well, if I'm going to do that, I want to have that planner and the book and everything all lined up Mm. and ready to go so that on January 1st, it isn't a case of with a hangover. Uh, When it comes to our kids, though, Tina, and I wanted Mm. to ask you this, that thing of family meeting, here are the rules. Yes. Are we better off to just go right family meeting in December, but have a kind of a leniency throughout Christmas Uh. so that you're not having these absolute flaming rows over them? Look, even parents who have the most easygoing, obedient kids 
we'll have a tricky December. We all lose them because it's a maddening time. And we spend our January trying to get them back because they get they get praised and gifted and rewarded for all kinds of behaviours in December because we're all trying to survive it. I wouldn't, like, I mean, if you feel like a family meeting works in December, that's fine. But really, for me, I think it's more about informing them in December. Get those visual schedules up on the fridge. Make sure they know what's happening on each day. Get it very clear in their head which relatives are visiting, what's expected of them in those houses, so that they can at least relax about those things. Nothing's thrown upon them. Because I we used to do it actually when Mikey was tiny, because we had so we were travelling on from England and we had so many places we had to be. And really I think we were putting that uh, on ourselves that mm-hmm. stress and like he would be Santa would have come he'd have been having a great time and we'd be like I'm sorry Maggie we gotta go now we gotta like we'd root him away from his toys mm. bring him down and we'd have forgotten to even tell him that we were gonna do that mm. like and, and I think that we learned through that there's an unfairness there you can't just expect them on Christmas when everything comes to them to be okay with having to leave their stuff and go to other people's houses and stuff but then these kids creep are crazy during this month. Now, I know you're making a case for why that's understandable. Yeah. Like, they re- a lot of them, I'm spe- speaking on behalf of the parents that are going, yeah, uh, that's great, but these lads that they know, it doesn't matter what I do or mm. how much I try, they go bananas through this month. Yeah. And... It's hard to even get them to bed. It's hard to get them in the car to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's all entitlement. There's it's, a lot of yeah. entitlement. Yeah. Now, I've watched you do this with the calendar where it's a, like it's literally one of these whiteboards with the days of the week yeah. marked out on them. I've watched it with it, with it and without it. And definitely this is the actualization of here's what's expected of you. Mm. Writing it in on each day that this is going to happen helps. But what do you say to the parent that has very little hope or faith that their kid is going to behave this this holiday season? Well, I I really do believe what I just said. Like, if you arm them with information and what's expected of them, at least you've given them something. Mm. But if they're flying blind, you really can't blame them. Like, if you keep them informed of what the timetable is and what's expected of them, at least there's something. And of course, you need to come in with, I mean, I'm saying things go a bit batshit at Christmas, but that doesn't mean you still can't discipline your child mm. or have rules or and demand respect. I mean, they shouldn't, it shouldn't get so crazy is what I'm saying, mm. but it's in, it's in. I can't say the word inevitable. Inevitable, yeah. That there's going to be tantrums, there's going to be meltdowns because there's just too many emotions. Yeah. It is so hard for them to take in. And even if you haven't threatened them with Santa not coming, somebody has. Mm. It's out there in the atmosphere. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen teachers do it all the time. Teachers making fake phone calls to Santa in school and stuff. I mean, they are stressed out and we've forgotten what that stress is like. So to finish this, Mm. this parent gets in touch to say the toilet training hasn't gone to plan. Yeah. We're not where we need to be. Um, To get that back on track, to, to pick the date... Like, she's obviously worried that yeah. 
now that we've tried, does it make the second effort even harder? And this is one of the most common questions we've had on the show. Well, it is. It is going to make the second effort much harder. And you're going to have to be really strict about the next time you do it. You're going to have to make sure mm. you have the time and space. You need to give it to it. And you've got to be ready for the wet. So do you call it, Do you, in terms of arming your kid with that information, do you say... That was our trial run. This is the real no, deal. You don't say don't anything. Don't say that. Don't not don't say, say anything. anything. No. What do you say then? N- Silence. You, no, you just don't talk about it. What do you mean? Well, unless the kid brings it up, don't talk about it because you don't want them to feel like a failure and you don't want them to feel like it's a big oh, deal. You mean at the you end don't of reference the previous attempt? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said that. <coughs> just like, don't say a word. Just take all their nappies, throw them in the bin, start putting them on. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, no, no, don't no. Talk. You're saying, forget the past. Forget yeah. And it when, ever you, happened. when you go to do and it again, have the fresh. Their memories are so poor. Yeah. Well, they might remember, but they probably won't. And when you go to do it again, just be like, these are your new pants. It's so exciting. The nappies are gone. You know, yeah. it's all about it being a big deal. Fresh start. Like, you know, that if this was me in the email, Christmas or not, I'd be like, we we're started toilet yeah. training. That's, That's it. it. We're finishing it. And I do feel like sometimes people forget your child is going to have accidents. You're still mm. dealing with a toddler. Yes, yeah, so there might be that. Yeah, but it is also causing them stress. It's really cold time of year to start toilet training. Mm. It sounds like she's just looking for somebody to say it's OK, it's okay and yeah. it is OK. Well, you've got to think about your own family and what's the, happening. The other thing is, and I definitely am in danger of doing this, is that you impose your mentality on your child. Yeah. That you think, uh, even I did it just there, where I was like, is the kid going to go, this again? <laughs> the, kid, the kid isn't going to do that. Their their concept of time is so short. Yeah. Everything's so fresh. They may not even remember November. Yeah. In January. No. And especially if you do it your way, where it's like brand new pants, yeah. whole fresh start. Super exciting. Fresh bed clothes. Nappies are gone now. Here we go. Yeah. Christmas decorations are down. We're doing this now and it's exciting. And yeah. This is always Tina's superpower is her ability to game show host this thing. That this is a brilliant thing that yeah. you're doing. And not now we're going to try this again. Yeah. I used to love doing that because I obviously I'm human and in school sometimes we had two collections in my last school and sometimes parents would come half two and often I would line the wrong children up to go home <laughs> which is terrible so they're all excited to see their parents and some of them would go and some of them would be left and I'd look at the roll call and I'd be like shit they're here till half three and I'd be like amazing news you guys get to stay longer with us today and then they like yeah and they march off and they're happy and the other teachers would be looking at me like phew because <laughs> like they could have been, been could have been, been devastation could have been devastation I'm really sorry that yeah. your mom is yeah, not yeah fa- your favourite person in the world you is not here <laughs> yeah. yeah it's I all mean, about amazing news yeah, that's that's a game changing tip I, I do that to you all the time <laughs> Did the one finger wait there to Tina, which is maybe the best way to get punched as a husband. Yeah, I the was... one finger wait while I'm doing something on my laptop <laughs> or while I'm on the phone, phone in hand, one finger up. I mean, yeah, and I was what, telling what is... you some big news. I was saying the Brock is great. The Brock is great was what Tina was trying to tell me while I was trying to hit record, which is vital parenting news there. Uh, I think what I've just hit on there is vital as well. Best way for your husband to get smacked. Uh, <laughs> one is this. 
Hun. Oh God! Get her. Throw, yeah, throw it's a me. brave man. Even who now, does that. I can see it's triggering her. Yeah. Get hey. Brave man. Does or that. you know what I do is the uh, uh, like fingers that you do where you're doing magic. Oh, like when, you're playing an invisible piano. Playing invisible piano. That kills when Tina, me. <laughs> I feel like hand chopping out, them all. Hand out to get something off Tina. And I do the. Oh God! <laughs> oh, I don't know I will, why. I will not pass to you. That makes. Fly, she flies into a red oh, mist. Really? A red like, mist? And I mean, there's no getting her back. She's mad for the day. Oh my God. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up. I um, wish I stayed mad at you. I forget five minutes later what was Yeah, um, I do maintain that's one of the reasons this relationship has lasted. <laughs> is that Tina has a memory issue. She, yeah. she never remembers. Short term memory issue. Um, you did hit on the thing there really quick about the game show hosting, which we haven't talked about in a while. That, uh, you know, with very tiny kids, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you need them to do, if the tone that you take is a little more happy, how do we say Bosco, yeah. uh, Barney, yeah. Yeah. big time, <laughs> they will tend to go with it. They will do it big time. And you've lived this. You've yes. Wor- this has been your job. It's why early years teachers are always tired because they spend their whole day at school going, let's go let's do it come on everybody. let's clean it up yeah clean up let's time clean it up <laughs> and we'll put on some music while we're doing it yeah, yeah. it's a fun time rather than going you lot have made a terrible mess <laughs> now everyone get your work boots on i know i'm glad it has changed because i'm pretty sure that's how we were spoken to of kids. course <laughs> yeah now yeah. it's like, you're trying your best. I can see that. Let's clean try a bit clean harder. Up everybody. everybody. <laughs> oh, I know. It's I mean, so cute, though. It's so adorable. They're so dumb. You can like, o- no, those, no, don't I'm, say that. You can only get away with that, though, when they're tiny. Like, then all of a sudden I'm they're joking. fine. They're not dumb. <laughs> the whole point is these kids are outwitting us at every turn. But He's when it comes it. to game show host mode, yeah. they are thick. Oh my God, Charlotte. Tina, they're so easily led yeah, if that's you actually, lead with the right energy. That's, that's why it's what I'm saying. terrifying when people take advantage of kids because it's so easy it to do. It's awful. I don't think kids are thick. I think they're cunning as fuck. Yeah, but that game show host only lasts for a while. When they're five <laughs> or six, then they're rolling their eyes <laughs> yeah. at you like, look at this Egypt. Well, that's what our next question is about. Oh, no, I'm so excited about this question about the dad who can't get his son to be passionate about sport. That's in the Patreon section. If you're listening on Patreon, it's a, you're going to love this question because I'm so in it. I've been coaching Mikey and his team at basketball. Oh, my God. It's I'm, so funny. All the moms think Charlotte's amazing. Stop. <laughs> That can't go in the episode. Why not? They don't think I'm amazing. They do. They, they were don't. like, he's so inspirational. Stop. And I'm just rolling my eyes. Tina. I'm like, he thinks he's American. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you read out the next question. Let's get to it. It's okay. question number two. Uh, thank you guys, as always, for downloading the show. Here we go. So it says, hey, Tina and Charlotte, I've got the mother of all questions for you. What do you do if you go through your 17-year-old's phone and find out they're having sex with their boyfriend? Uh, get sick. Oh, we need a record scratch I would vomit. There. We, need, <laughs> we need like a record. I'd be like, what, my baby? Um, 17. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty old by my standards. What? <laughs> so, I nearly had a heart attack there. I was like, what? How do I tell my husband her dad will go bananas? Would you take you the phone? You don't tell him. 
I don't think that's the biggest punishment. Or uh, give a punishment? I was just thinking, as I said, that I don't think you can punish this either. 17. Or add some restrictions. Yeah, I'd start there, maybe. I don't know. What would you do? Any help would be so appreciated. Okay, first of all, sometimes when people email the show, I'm like... <laughs> it's too much. That's too much responsibility. <laughs> what are you asking? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, look, my... My motherly thing is to go, oh, my God, protect, protect, protect. But the realistic thing is you got to respect. Is this a boy or a girl? It's a girl. you got to respect her decisions, her independence, her bodily autonomy. And you just got to hope that you're able to sit down with her and say, look, I know you're starting to have sex with your boyfriend. I just need to make sure you're being safe. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's your... Unemotional answer. Yeah. Right. My emotion, my honest reaction would be to cry though, and maybe vomit. Cry for a while. Get that out of your system. <laughs> yeah. Mikey did have a big milestone today, and you cried like a babok. I did. For sure. This is a huge milestone. It is, and uh, I guess this mom would also be sad that she didn't know. Is it any of her business? She's seventeen. It's still her business. It. It just. But that's did. legal age, right? What? <laughs> is it really? Am I just old now? Is it really legal? I think legal? you might be old. I just... But I think I might be too. Uh, I don't know what to say here. I think... Chickity check it. <clears throat> Google think... it. Google it. You wrong. You wrong. <laughs> I think that, uh, look, she'll lose her daughter if she doesn't show her respect here. And all she can do is help her... You know, be informed, make good decisions, make sure she's using protection and that she's on the pill. 17 is the legal age 17? of consent in Ireland, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. So, but like, Mikey's going to be 17 in four years. Here's the, here's the thing we haven't covered at all here is, who is it with? It said her boyfriend. Right. So how old is he? I don't know. Well, this is the thing. It's like the first question is, who? Yeah. Right. Because he said, well, it's around protection. Yeah, you just don't want her to be taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh, but she's of legal age. She's allowed to make this choice. You know, 17 just you feels get so sick young. or not. It's, yeah. it, you know, this is uh, when I joked at the start that that's quite old. It actually is. What? By modern standards. Oh, my God. Kids are having sex a lot younger than that. Really? Yeah. Big time. I think it's just because I'm a mother with a teenager. Yeah, and also and you're I'm like, raised very conservative Catholic house. Yes. Right? It's true. Uh, Still ashamed we, of my know, body. We uh, grossed out. Yeah, grossed out by, by your own, own body. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I would say. Like, I'm so disgusting. Ah, uh, gross. <laughs> Why would anybody. <laughs> It drives um, you mad. Yeah, why wouldn't it? Because yeah. I feel the opposite way about yeah. your body. And I'm like, shut up, Charlie. My body's disgusting. Get out of here. Nobody <laughs> thinks that. Don't take the piss out of me. <laughs> I paid a, a compliment on her body. You, I did not appreciate it, the piss taken out of me. <laughs> like, this is how I feel. Shut up. <laughs> this is most Irish women, as far as I'm concerned, of that generation. Because it is a generational thing yeah this mom's daughter has had sex at the legal age of consent yeah your concern is has she made the right choice yeah has she been pressured into it yeah is she being careful and uh can she come to you if something 
goes wrong. Yeah, well, she hasn't. That would be the heartbreaking thing for me. I would hope to have a relationship where my kid, like, I would have to fake it. Because, like, in my heart, I'd be just trying to keep them as a baby the whole time. But I'd have to pretend I was cool with it Mm. for their sake. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have know that they would talk to me about it and we could be, you know, open about it. Very rare. And then I would cry a lot. Very rare. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen. Very rare. And anyone listening to this is expecting that. I mean, you're really looking for, you know, ultra cool parent status that even if they do come to you, you put a foot wrong. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, fuck that, I'm never talking to you about this. Guy. I really feel like when we used to watch Meet the Falkers, I thought your man, Ben Stiller, was like totally over the top about how he was the opposite to his parents. But now that I, we have a kid and I've tried to be like them open mom, let's talk about everything. Honestly, Ben Stiller's character in that film is the most realistic version of what happens when you're really open and honest with your child. They do not want to talk mm. about anything. Yeah. Like, I should have gone the other way. It's so hard to get it right. Yeah, because then he would have been thrusting it in our face. <laughs> Wake up, mom. Wake up. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. So she what's need- the question? Your kids had sex at the she legal She wants age. to know how to punish them. Take their phone punish. and stuff. And you'd have to say, you can't. All these feelings and reactions you've punish. had to seeing these texts. We don't know what it might be how you might feel but you definitely can't take the attitude of you've done something wrong lady yeah you are in big trouble you can't in this house that's not allowed no you can't do that i mean you're really headed down a very dangerous path there because by law like the law of the land says why he has not done anything wrong yeah and what if you have you're like you, you're quite, your answer was, you got to hope that you have had faith in yourself to raise them to a point where they can make this decision yeah. well. And whether you have or not, the decision has been made. Yes. And now you have to support them. You can't yeah, put the you, genie back in the box. No, you have to go to support. She needs you now. Yeah. You know, anything can happen. She's, you know, it's a lot of growing up to do very fast. Mm. And. Let me ask you this question, right? Because. Yeah. A lot of people will have aunts and uncles who maybe have um, a more open relationship with the kid. Can you enlist the help of a relative in this situation? Let's say you have a cool Uncle Jarlick (laughs) who gets on really well with your daughter or son. Um, Ideally son in this scenario. If you're not comfortable talking to your kid and there's someone who is, I'd absolutely outsource that job. You would. Yeah. Right. Why okay. not? As long as somebody's giving them advice. And and what if they're like, they made me promise not to tell you. Ah, oh, no, that's not fair. Ah, yeah. no. No, no. Went <laughs> the most Irish <laughs> she's ever gone there. Ah, no, she no. <laughs> Just Christ, you can't keep keeping the secrets from me now. No, especially if the parent has trusted you to be the one who talks to them. You can't then mm. go, but I'm not allowed to tell you because that's bullshit. Um, you know, the journal that you've been... Um, championing all season yeah, long. Yeah, head plan. It's pretty the nice. head plan journal. We walked by the. Yeah, they're actually stand. Irish. I didn't it's know an that. Irish journal. Because I paid a fortune for them online. <laughs> <laughs> they've got their own, you know, shop in Dundrum there in the town centre there. But you can, of course, get them anywhere in the world. Yeah. Like, I I don't think that that's a 
a childish book. I think that that's a really helpful well, thing. Well, it's mostly adults. It's just one yeah. for kids, for but for all kids. the rest, there's like 20 yeah. different versions. So for the grown-ups. rest of them are for, you know, you're planning your yeah. year and, and all reflection the rest of it. and, you know, gratitude journals. Like, I don't know where you're do going you with this. Give them one of those journals and, and then secretly read it on them. Oh my God. At 17, that's a violation. Yeah, that's what I'm suggesting. <laughs> Like you, I'm not the one you were annoyed and I used, told you that I used to read your diary. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I be annoyed by that? But how can you then? You used st- to read my. Like, only we haven't dwelled sta- on this at all. Only when I was staying in your house in Kildare. There was nothing else to read. <laughs> I mean, there was nothing else to read. I mean, I used to laugh so much reading that thing. You're like that character from uh, Bridesmaids. Your really boring book that you were writing. <laughs> that was my diary. <laughs> I'm sure your mother has you read them too. You should have left other literature for me to read. <laughs> yeah. It was boring. Right. Like, that was a pretty personal book, Tina. But you, you left it by the bed. Mm. Open on a page about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a real good insight into your feelings. So, big time. so what is the answer here? You, you can't punish her. No, you can't punish her. You can't take her phone. You can't do that. I, you just have to be there for her now. Find it in yourself, or find somebody else to help you. But you cannot go to punishment. So she found out through the texts. Mm. I think seventeen's a bit old to be still reading her phone too. Yeah, I mean, well, like there's a violation right there. I mean, but like, I think you also you say she needs her to be there for, her, but she can't say I know you're having sex because I read your text messages. No, but what she can do is like plan like a really nice girly day mm. and start saying or watch things. a sexy movie and go, you know what that's like, right? <laughs> no, but she could be like, you know, you're probably going to start having sex soon and talk about stuff like that and about consent and being careful. But also not to be upset if she doesn't tell you she is having sex because that is her private information. Do you think you're good at this? No. Like, no. Uh, like uh, what you're describing there is so hard. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be good at that. I would cry the whole time. I'd be like, oh my baby, having sex. I, like, so you're saying open up the conversation around it. mm with something new is it like go for you said like manicure or yeah or go out for lunch together and you know talk to her about how you're at a new stage you're a young adult now be respectful to her Mm. be like i know you're going to be making choices soon you have a boyfriend i just need to know you'll be careful do you know that you need to use protection do you know that you consent is continuous throughout the whole process i mean you need to mom up in those moments you just do like punishment i'm not judging this mom but obviously her reaction has been to be heartbroken and feel betrayed and none of us know what it's like to find Mm. out stuff like that and we also don't know how religious this house might be yeah or anything like that but you've got to go to support they don't need to be abandoned we can't really judge you guys for your religious beliefs oh we can but (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) but your your kids might not share those beliefs no sure our our little guy's a man of science (laughs) it's so funny no faith at all 
it's so funny when he says that. It's like, I'm not going to church. I'm a man of science. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> well, I hope this is of some help. And Yeah, thanks for getting in touch. It's a know, little bit of a big us question for goes. us. But uh, I mean, you can always get in touch with the social worker at the school too and just mm. make sure they do more talks sure about consent it. and yeah. protection. But one thing's for sure, like I said, to this, to, I'd say this to this mom, look around. Yeah. Google it. You will see that this is not actually that young in modern terms to do this. And that, in fact, your daughter may have shown great maturity to wait this long. Uh, yeah. So maybe, as you say, mom up, give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And uh, and be there. Be for there for her. you got to be there for her. Yeah. I have joked for many, many years that I'm not the favorite kid in my family. <laughs> I have. Uh but I'm okay with it. I, I I know I'm not. I don't think that it's such a big deal for your parents to have a favourite kid. Yeah. Watching The Crown at the moment, of course, I am bloody addicted to it in a way I never thought I would. You were because so I think it's because I look at it and go, Jesus, that family's mad. <laughs> <laughs> but you're shamefully addicted. Like, you don't even so mind when I funny. sleep. Well, you're constantly falling asleep, <laughs> so I don't mind anymore. You fall asleep, I'm going to keep watching this. I'm not going to pretend that we're going to slow the whole process down. I'd never get to watch it otherwise. So I am deep, deep, deep in the crown. And it's clear that the Queen's favourite is her paedophile son. Yes. And she loves the old paedophile. Oh, my God. And he's such a dweeb like a creep like he says gross things to his ma yeah. you're like that's the feckin queen never mind your ma yeah. you can't say that well, even if your your mother is the queen you can't say those things you know, look I think the favourite thing yeah is something that I jo- like I said I joke about I'm fine with and I think everyone should be fine with on some level understanding that your parents have a different relationship with all their kids. Yes, yeah. but you didn't come to that yourself. That was Dr. No. Gabor that helped you yes. with that. Yeah, yeah. And it made so much sense when we heard so it. so much we're sense. like, oh, of course. They were different, different people, people when they had each of you. Yeah. They, they were, were going different through different things. Yeah. And I don't think that that makes it right. No. I think it makes it understandable. So I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying it's not a big deal as in it's not. Yeah. Guys, what's wrong with you? I don't think you should. You should. You should endeavor not to treat your children yeah. differently. This comes back to what we always say about how you leave the hospital with no, no instructions. Instruction because honestly, one of the best things I ever learned while studying to become an early years teacher was if you if there is a child in your class who you're not bonding with, step up. You got to make that child special you got to do whatever you got to do to make sure that child feels happy to come to school because if there's no bond there they They feel rejected and they'll be angry and and i think the parents need to be told it's unacceptable of course some women would beyond for reasons beyond their control will struggle with emotions for a little while after they give birth Mm -hmm. and it's thankfully we're getting to a time where There is more help and understanding for those women. But if you notice yourself being unkind or treating one of your children differently, you have got to rectify that because you are damaging them. 
you're damaging them and that damage will not go away. They will need so much help. It will stay with them. And I'm talking any anything from zero. It imprints upon our children. We know that now. So you got to be so careful. You're not allowed to have favorites in my book. You're just not allowed. You're saying it's understandable. I think it's not okay. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm never saying that it's okay. But I think we all need to be a bit better with the concept of a different relationship. I think Dr. Gabor's the uh, advice was really good. The biggest source of conflict in every yeah. house at Christmas is one rule from one, another rule for the other. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the center of all the conflict. Yeah. 90% yeah. of uh, Christmas is around well, why are they allowed to do that and I'm not? Yeah. Why would you speak to them this way and me this way? Yeah. I didn't do anything different to what they did and yet this. Yeah. Well, that's what our next question is all about. Okay. The grandparents favoring oh, yeah. one set of grandchildren. Now, it's quite a serious uh, question. You have it there, Tina, in the notes. Um, so, you know, I know that there's people that mightn't be affected by this. But and there might be people who've lost their grandparents. And I will say that I know that this is a very tough time of year for you guys. And we're sending all our love to you at this difficult time. And uh, I know that this might be a difficult one for us to talk about. We're going to talk about it Uh, here. Here we go. I have one older brother whom who has five kids. I have three. My mother has always favored my brother uh, my entire life and now is favoring his kids. And my daughter is graduating year six this year. So this must be in England. Yeah. Um, I asked my mother to attend her graduation mass. This was her reply. Oh, I won't be able to come as I'm going out for dinner with your brother's family to celebrate the end of the school year. None of his children are having a big milestone like finishing primary school. It's just a dinner. Mm. Graduation from primary school only happens once, whereas people can go out for dinner any night of the week. Is it just me or is this a pretty big slap in the face? I hate to see that it's destroying my children, too, as they wonder what have they done to deserve feeling that they are worthless? Does my mother not see she plays favorites or she just purely doesn't care? This breaks my heart. How can I help my children cope with this? How can I stop myself from being resentful towards mm. my mother? I mean, it's, very it's hard. quite a psychological question it's as much hard. as it is a parenting <clears throat> question, yes. isn't it? Well, I feel like the brave thing to do there that is really hard would be you actually need to say to your mom. That's nice that you've arranged to go out with my brother and his kids, but this is actually really important. And all the other grandparents are coming and she's expecting you to be there. Mm. So, so I'll you think leave sometimes it with you. Need you. To be really explicit. I do. I do. Yeah. But that's if, hard. If I think that's a really good shout straight off the bat, Tina, that when we're dealing with older people. Yes. Who are very set in their ways. Yes. The first thing that I think you need to understand is that you have your standards mm-hmm. for what you think is acceptable right they have theirs if you want them to conform to your standards you may need to explicitly articulate well i am expecting yes you to see or make time for the celebration of this special day 
just as all the other grandparents that are available will. And without that, it's like when you're in HR. Yeah. That if you are unhappy with how your boss has spoken to you, you need to make a formal note of it Mm -hmm. and then go to your HR rep, articulate, I was unhappy with this. Without that, you don't have a leg to stand on when the shit hits the fan. And And I think with the grandparents, they need to be explicitly told, well, when are you making time for the celebration of this? Yeah, well, we say that, but do we practice it ourselves? Because it's so hard. No, well, loads of people aren't doing it. Uh, And... Uh, it takes courage it takes courage and that's why i said you you know if you really really want this you're gonna have mm. to be brave and you're gonna have to say it but you know what anytime i have done that Mm. and anytime i've heard of people doing that is um it wipes away some of the stigma and some of the pent up stuff because bottling is yeah. what's happened here with this woman. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like her brother is an ally. It doesn't sound like she can say to her brother, come on. It's, well, you this know. is the other thing is that the favorited yeah. kids don't have a, don't have your experience. Exactly. So they similarly aren't uh, going, yeah, I know what this feels like because they've only ever lived in their own shoes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, but like, I think... So y- wise your, your, today, sh- your shout is <laughs> Your shout is great. Uh, y- you know use your words yeah <laughs> use your inside voice uh, without getting calm. angry That's what yeah I'm you gotta keep calm yeah and you really gotta calm. just say fact very to the fact yeah this is important other yeah, grandparents we're are coming excited yeah uh, for for you to share in and this. it'll look bad yeah if you're not there yeah uh that might that might work too yeah <laughs> the the, the uh the suggestion that there might be a degree of shame. Yeah, <laughs> well, look, I mean, it will look bad. And the poor daughter, I hate when it affects the kids. And she's right. They don't notice when they're small and then they start to notice. And I don't know what the other relationship with the grandparents is like. But if you've got two sets of grandparents and one of them is like into everything, knows about everything. And mm. the other grandparents seem like they don't care. The child starts to notice and it does Hurts and it hurts. Um, I, like I, I similarly, I think, and I haven't done this myself, uh, but I do think that actually carving out some time, yeah, and actually insisting upon it, Mike, while it might feel like I shouldn't have to, well, if you really want this, you got to yeah. ask yourself, do you really want this? Yeah, and if it's not, if the effort's not coming from that side, well, then you have to make the effort yeah. yourself. Now, there you is, to- there is the third way. What's Which the, is to just go, fuck it. If you don't want in, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, but she does but because I, she's but coming. I think she's asking you, She's asking that, but like we, we're t- widening the lens here to other people who might be in the same situation. Yeah, you got to be and ready to put up your boundaries. Few, and I know people that have done this who've been like, for my own self-protection, I am not going to push this rock up the hill anymore. I've tried. Yeah. They may have tried what we've suggested. Yeah, and you're right, George. got to the you're other right. side of it and been like, we've been rejected over and over and over again. And each one is a kick in the nuts. Mm. Uh, that's enough is yeah. the phrase. Yes. Enough. Enough. And you're right. That you is can, absolutely you do not have important. To sever that, you know. any relationship. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, the high yeah, you're not is, saying fall out. You're just yeah. saying put your boundaries yeah. in place and uh, zip yourself up and, you know, yeah. Express your love for your kid, but and always. I think you always have to tell your your kids in this situation because they they still love you. Mm. They just uh, very set in their ways. 
that yeah. these other kids are are are, are uh, you know in their life more because that's a routine they're in yeah you know if you want me to set up a routine for you with them we can do that too but uh you know they do of course they love you i mean you think you have to keep saying that yeah yeah no 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 absolutely and i just always try to be careful when we say the word boundaries because i think some people take boundaries way yeah. too far yeah and they pull but, the shoulders yeah but when we mean boundaries we just mean you know whatever you need to do to protect mm. yourself yeah. maybe you do need to pull the but shoulders but like be careful about boundaries becoming exclusionary. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, like, I think that that definitely is a misinterpretation that sometimes uh, some happens. But other times it, it is what needs to happen where there's abuse. Yeah. There's actually like physical. Well, we understand emotional abuse. Emotional. Now. Yeah. Yeah. We do. And we want to all want to protect our children mm. from emotional abuse. And uh, this woman is feeling emotionally abused. And I feel really sorry for her. I'm so glad she did get in touch. But I really wish we could give her a definite mm. answer. But I oh. guess... If she really wants her mother to start going and be there, you got to be brave and tell her mm. or, but, uh, you know, calm is drop the, key. the rope <laughs> and yeah. yeah, dropping the rope is the other option. Uh, but like, actually, the telling is something and the words that you use that I definitely can't. But they cause so much there. upsetment. I oh, mean, it's one of the main things I hear about from my friends. Yeah, of course. The different treatment of yeah. gran- the grandkids. Yeah. And, and, how, then the and it's what causes rares at Christmas, yeah. too. And it's the kind of bald headed bluntness. Of oh, it yeah. That, uh, you know, parents will say to their children, of course, I have a different relationship. Yeah. And. Yeah, even that can be hard to hear. And that's why I kind of open this question with accept that. Yeah. Accept that. Like, like nobody can have the exact same relationship with two people. It is hard, though, Least of as all a the sibling, people they brought into like, the world. That, it's, that. Not, it's not something you should aspire to or mm. accept. I think that as a parent, you have to be, as you said, really, really committed to treating your kids equally. Yeah. Thank God we've only got one. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we had a really lovely chat with people after the Late Late Show on Friday who also have one child. Mm. And we it's the first time we ever got to talk about how it can be. It can be so tough, mm. but the moments of magic that come with the triangle. Mm. The appreciation, and yeah. And those people were so, they never got to talk, talk about it before. And it was really lovely, actually. I mean, obviously, we would have loved more kids, but we do sometimes feel very lucky with our little triangle. I feel lucky every day. Oh, okay. Well, just sometimes for me. Just sometimes (laughs) for you. Well, that's our lot for the free episode here on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to this. Why not give us a rating, comment and subscription this week? It'd be absolutely brilliant uh, to have uh, those flying high in the charts again and um, come over to Patreon of course if you'd like to hear more if you want to support our show and what we're doing we can't keep the podcast going without your support patreon.com forward slash irishmanabroad Tina thanks so much for this one thank you Charlotte and honestly um, over the Christmas I will keep the emails open so if there is something going on in your house that you need some help with email me and I will get back to you that's no problem honey you are ruining our kid gmail.com is the email address Uh, come on over to Patreon and hear the rest (laughs) 